This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome to your guide to book publishing, and today is a really critical day. I'm going to be spending as programs um, till we to the end of the year to really focus and talk about business, the business of writing, the business of authoring, the business of books, surviving, thriving, growing, and all the components that can do that. And one of my concerns, and I and I don't want to go off on a rant on this because I see so many authors spend not just a few hundred bucks. We're talking about gazillions of dollars, thousands, 5,000 here, 5,000 there, 5,000 to go to all these different programs to learn how to promote their book where they really need to understand from the get-go it's a business and there's a strategy involved from tracking and knowing what you need to look at, what counts, what doesn't count. And the really the truth is that the most successful authors I know are not running around attending every different program, buying every different product out there to look for the magic pill, the magic answer. Instead, what you need to do is learn to drill down and do a lot of this work yourself. This is a business. So one of the most successful authors, I've loved watching her success, um, and and the book that she created, she's, she is in her own niche, certainly. Um, she's got a fabulous pedigree as a business person, but also as a creative sort, which is what we authors are. And Allison Stanfield is going to be with us for, for the hour. She's an artist advocate. She is a phenomenal workshop leader, and she knows the field and the world of art. She does art marketing, consulting. She's got a terrific book called I'd Rather Be in the Studio. And, you know, it's just not for the person who does commercial art or when we're thinking of painting or drawing or any of the other other components that go into the artist world, that the, the author is an artist. And I can't tell you how many times an author doesn't say, I just want to write. You know, I I just don't want to do this promotion stuff. I just don't want to do this marketing stuff. I, I just I just want to write. Well, Alice and I are going to tell you, you get off your tush and get out there and learn how to promote your book. Is that not right, Allison? That is right, Judith. <laughs> God. <laughs> so um, I, I think that it, this is really appropriate. And uh, I mean, you could come back now, and we could write. Maybe we'll write a book together. I'd rather be. At my computer. <laughs> my my artists would just laugh at that title because they'd rather be anywhere but their computer. <laughs> exactly, but for a writer, right. that's where they're they're hanging out. That's right. So, 
That's so, right. and they don't want to, they don't want to learn their business. And if they, if they have to be successful, if that's what the game plan is, you got to learn the business. So one of the things that you really have excelled in is tracking it. I mean, you do have one of the best blogs out there and I've, I've had Joel Friedlander on. I had him on last week who grew his blog from two to 40,000 people. Um, and he's, you know, he, he's really in the whole self-publishing arena, but your art biz blog is superior. And, and I would encourage all our, our listeners to really go over to that art biz blog, B I Z art biz blog, and really tap in and see what you do because you do a lot of creative things. That's where your art side comes in. I think, you know, it helps you. I have to say that helps you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a top art blog out there and, um, it is, I have lots of non-visual artists. I had someone from a, that owns dance studios come by yesterday. I have lots of writers who come to my blog because marketing and self-promotion is marketing and self-promotion no matter what you're marketing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, kind of, people pick up my book and they're like, oh, I can, I can learn a lot from this and I'm not an artist. So, um, I think it's just how, um, how you frame it. You know, so um, I, I, speaking of framing, I'd kind of like to pick up on something you just said, which was, um, I'd rather be at the computer, I'd rather be in the studio, yes. um, because what I try to teach my clients is that um, that art in in. I, by, I mean, I'm talking about art in the broadest sense of the word, so we'll include uh, writing in there definitely as an art, is incomplete until someone else experiences it. This is my theory anyway. And so if you're a writer, you can sit there on your ass all day long and write at the computer. Can I say that on your show? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you can sit there all day long and, and write but you will never be totally fulfilled until people read it. And they're not going to come and read over your shoulder. You have to get it out there. And you are the best advocate always for the art that you create, regardless of what kind it is. And I also encourage, you know, I also want my clients, I don't think anyone should make a business out of something until they're so excited about it that they can't wait to share it with the world. So if you're just like writing away just to write and you don't care if anyone sees it, don't try to make a business out of it. You're not going to be any good at it. But if you're like super excited to share it with the world, get out there and share it with the world. What do you think um, holds back so many? It's it's always kind of like uh, the, it's a chicken egg almost type of question. But what? holds back so many authors, artists, let's just say artists, mm-hmm. um, from wanting to take that and brag about their work, reach out that people know, connect with others, that come see me. Is it a fear factor? Are they fear fearful of being rejected? There's, well, this is, um, you know, you know my book because you helped me put yeah. it together through your book, Shepherd, Shepherdine. Um, I think that there, when it, you know, my book is based on excuses for not doing the self-promotion. And one of the excuses is I don't want to bother people. And okay. 
That's a big one. Um, there are fears, there are legitimate fears involved, and some people have like real psychological fears that I can't address. But most of the fears um, are of the ilk that you should feel it and do it anyway. You know, like if something isn't big enough and scary enough, it's not worth doing. Um, if it's easy, why do it, right? Other people are doing it. So um, so that's one of the fears. But this, um, this, this anti, it's, it's not even bragging. So what I encourage artists to do, um, and I'll encourage authors to do as well, is to share. Like think of it as sharing rather than marketing or self-promotion if that is, too much for you to take in. So um, it's that because the sharing is what completes the cycle of the creativity. And, and as I said, people aren't going to just come find your work on your computer. They're going to have, you're going to have to share it with them. So you should be super excited about sharing it with the world because that's where, that's when the art, regardless of what kind it is, that's when it comes to life. That's when you start seeing people. I'm getting goosebumps as I say this, but you start seeing people interact with it, and you're like, wow, that's really cool. You know, this is, and the work becomes more meaningful every time someone else reacts to it. Every time someone else brings their own stories and their own life experiences to your art, to your writing, to your performance. It just enriches your work that much more, and that's why we do what we do. And so if they can get over that hump, that excuse, yeah. <laughs> and, and move in, and I like the idea of sharing, yeah. that if you can think of moving into, I'm sharing my work, yeah. and so how do I do that? Um, but, but I do also think that sometimes people have that fear factor that it's going to be rejected. Therefore, I know, I know that a lot of authors don't like to go out to get reviews because they're fearful that the ding is coming in. Oh, the, the negative review. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And it, and that, and that does happen, but you can always say, fine, you have to go to move into so what, because I've found that a lot of critics and reviewers are actually envious because they never got a bloody book written. And right. sometimes they take it out on the author unsuspecting they don't know that. Right. And, this, and the second thing is that they literally, I, I've never seen a review, even a, 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 a horrible review, that there isn't one line in there you can't lift and use. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. We see that in movie reviews all the time. You're like, really? They like that? And then you read the rest and... Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. Um, All right. So I think that what I encourage people to do is to look at the best and the worst that could happen Mm -hmm. and which one you could live with more. So usually the worst that could happen isn't the bad review. It's the never getting reviewed. Right. No, so no one, no one knows you're there. Right. You're not noticed. Yeah, yeah, and that's the worst that can happen is being invisible and um, in people not talking about the work that you do. Um, everyone gets, you know, everyone gets bad reviews. So I was just thinking of that um, Guy Fieri review for his restaurant in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about this, but it just mm-hmm. got crucified in the New York Times. Crucified, mm-hmm. and I'm sure. More people are going there than ever now. 
so that that became so that it's, it's the point is turning a negative into a positive yeah. and taking and run. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We want to come back and how do you move from invisible to visible? My guest is Allison Stanfield. You're listening to your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join AuthorU today through its website at AuthorU.org. Follow AuthorU on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract. All equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author You deal. Every picture tells a story, and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com. 
or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me on on uh, this session of your guide to book publishing is Allison Stanfield, and she is the author of I'd Rather Be in the Studio. She does uh, workshops all over the country uh, dealing with artists, artists that come in all kinds of, of walks and sizes and styles, but people who are in the creative world, which certainly is our authors who are our primary listeners, and the steps that she does with artists to be successful in their businesses, to get them out of their studio, to really get out there and share their work with the world, is the same thing that you have to do with the author and the book today. So, Allison, how do you become visible when you've been invisible so long? Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. Um, it's huge. It's huge, and it never happens overnight. Um, where, you know, I think it should be. I think I should mention because I know I know a lot of authors, and I know a lot of self-published authors, and I know that their first stab at visibility is with the book. So I think I should mention that. My business model was not built on the book. So I had a thriving business um, where I was developing content and that eventually be- went into the book. So I, I think that's important to mention um, that I was visible before the book. Um, and I think, you know, I, I built my business. I gained visibility. This was in like 2002, so we're talking, um, you know, from at the time of this recording, more than 10 years ago. My business is 10 and a half years old, and um, and it was it started out online as an online business, and I built it through my newsletter, through delivering content, valuable content to my list. And this, you know, I write nonfiction, so this is really important um, to note. Uh, but valuable content that would help them grow their businesses. So when people receive valuable content, they act, they share it with other people, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then online classes came along, and then the blog came along, and my blog is, oh, my gosh, Judith, tomorrow is the eighth anniversary of my blog. I just realized that. So, <laughs> so my blog is eight years old tomorrow. So I've established that Art Biz blog um, throughout the years, and um, and I just kind of 
you know, I find I, I'm looking at this icon on my blog right now that says your marketing mix because that's what we're doing in my membership program this month. And I find that we're the best at marketing when we enjoy the process. So I enjoy, I'm a, a relater, so I enjoy building relationships with people and um, forming communities online. And so the blog is kind of an ideal format for me. It's not necessarily for everyone. I have a client who is not uh, good at relating with people. She's not good in social situations. She loves sending postcards, absolutely loves writing out by hand postcards. Um, and so I think, it, so, so she's good at that. And so she should keep doing that, um, because she's excited about it. I would say she's excited about it, but she enjoys it. So if you pick something, like if you hate Facebook, if you think it's like the worst invention ever made, you're going to be crappy at it and you shouldn't do it. You should find, uh, there's so many tools out there for you to use to become visible right now, um, that you should pick what is what interests you. So I think that visibility comes as a result of consistent and, and deliberate effort. It's not something that you don't put up a website, you don't start a blog and expect people to come there. So I ask artists or authors, what have they done to promote their art? And they say, well, I built a website. Well, what are you doing to drive traffic there? Well, nothing. And so, you know, driving traffic to your website is like a basic step because there's so many millions of websites out there that people are never going to find it unless you send them there. So where, where if, if you were to do a one, two, three, where would they start on the Internet looking for those connections? Um, again, it kind of depends on what their interests are and what their um, topic is, right? So, um, so a novelist might have a different thing than than I am than I know about. I don't I don't really know that, but I would I actually encourage blogs because you're writers, and so blogs should not be as intimidating to you as they are to some of my visual artist clients. Um, oh, you know what? I have to tell you, there they, I get these questions. What do are. I write about on my blog? Yeah. I say, Oh gosh, did you write a book? How about pulling things from your book? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, well, you know, one of the things when you blog is you you keep content. I keep my content in Evernote, just ideas. Just There's hundreds of ideas in there, and most of the time I don't feel like writing about any of them, I will admit. But, um, but if you're a writer, you keep those ideas flowing, and the blog is, that's, you know, another thing. It's not just good for visibility because... Search engines love blogs, and people like to be updated if they're a fan. But um, they also will help you with your writing, too, because you, you're going to get instant feedback, which is really great. You know what people like. Um, so I, I encourage the blog as the first step because some people might go to Facebook first. But Facebook is not your brand. You cannot build a brand on Facebook. You can have a Facebook page, but everyone, you know, everyone who's on Facebook knows that Facebook 
is going to change again tomorrow, and you have no control over that. But you do have control over your blog. So I, if you're going to build up content, if you're going to build up a presence, do it on a blog for sure. Um, so a, a blog, um, you know, I do say I would mine the top three are a blog, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I like the way I can drive traffic with Twitter. I like the conversations that I can have. Um, I like if, if certain aspects of Facebook because uh, there are so many people on Facebook, and I can, you know, get some good traffic on Facebook to my page. But since Facebook changed its algorithm in September, people aren't seeing my posts like they used to. So that just reiterates or reconfirms the fact that I need to keep paying attention to my blog, keep paying Mm -hmm. attention to my blog. Um, You know, but then for some people, Pinterest might be great. Like if you're doing a a novel and you have, let's say you're doing a a medieval novel and you start pinning things um, that have medieval themes, you could have a a million different medieval knights and medieval um, inspired um, fashion and medieval churches and blah, blah, blah. And you can have all these Pinterest boards that connect you with other people that are interested in the same thing. Um, And so that could be good for you too. Well, and Pinterest is actually, it's it's so visual um, Mm -hmm. for people. And I I have a couple of cookbooks that have just gone to layout. One is an amazing cookbook called Wicked Goodies. Mm -hmm. And and, and I would encourage all of us to go to the wickedgoodies.com website and look at what this woman has created, Kristen, has created, who just won the first place in um, Boston for the bakery area for this gingerbread um, house she put together. You will never think of jelly beans the same <laughs> when you're done seeing what she did with jelly beans. But that those kind of things are so ideal for Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Um, a cookbook, the visuals, because those recipes probably flow around, fly around more than any single thing, plus cute quotes and, and dogs and kitty cat pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Art is big on Pinterest too. Art yes, I would think so. Art, art. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that's that visual form. Mm-hmm. That but you, you can make almost anything visual. You really can. You really can. Well, for our fiction listeners, they can. All right, we're going to come back to that, and we're going to get into how she used her book to fit into her business model. This is Judith Bryles. My guest is Allison Stanton, and you're listening to your guide to book publishing. <laughs> This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discounts from the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. 
Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call 1-800-894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. So we're talking about, um, I should ask first, is Henry is Henry online, Sabrina? I, I'm, I'm here, Judith. Hi, Henry. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm great. Henry is the Henry with Two Vets, one of our sponsors, and he always has some great tips. And I was telling Allison offline, the greatest, one of the, well, I've got some great ideas from you, but one of the really great ideas that you shared, and why don't you reiterate it, what the post office does for just a few pennies where you can create a specific flyer and drop it into the zip code area? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm for not about- exactly. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure which one that is. The post office has multiple offers that they're doing right now. Uh, one of the things that they're doing, this would be for people with a little larger mailing list, but they're offering uh, what they're calling a second ounce free. So, for instance, if you're um, 
uh, mailing, uh, whatever it is that you're mailing, and you want to put a little bit more promotional material in the same envelope, uh, they will allow the envelope to reach two ounces, and you pay for one ounce only. It's something you have to check with the post office with. But, uh, yeah, I know they're coming up with all kinds of things because we know the poor post office is really uh, struggling right now. So what you're saying, if if they have a, if you have a workshop and you have a a a heavy postcard, for example, um, they would pick up the extra ounce without nailing you for well, it. Yeah, this this is this is for for you know uh, larger mailers. I mean, I, I I don't know the very specifics of this, but it you have to be mailing out a few thousand pieces. But if you are and it's in an envelope, uh, you can stuff the envelope up to two ounces, and they'll. Uh, they'll charge you for one ounce only, and it's something okay. that you have to talk to a mailing house about uh, or the post office to get real specifics on. But uh, actually, today, really what I wanted to talk about, uh, Judith, was the postcards. Uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, that people are tending to forget nowadays is that print is really an integral part of any social media campaign, and uh, that's because uh, the printing will drive traffic to the websites and a lot of people then will place orders on web on the web but uh, they're interested in getting information in a hard copy form and because there's less and less mail being received the things that you send out will stand out more because instead of getting a hundred pieces of mail at a business they might be getting 50 or you know things like or less that. So, yeah yeah yeah, and and so what, one of the things that I ran across the other day that seems so interesting to me, I mean, just a nice little idea, but that's something that is called a postcard newsletter. And you condense down the information that you would put on a on a newsletter to a postcard size. It saves you printing costs, it saves you mailing costs, and... You know, in a culture now where we don't have a lot of time to read, you can get a lot of uh, real important information quickly in a small format. Of course, uh, you have to stay with the postcard uh, sizes. Uh, Your word counts can't be, well, I mean, maybe you can get 400 words on with with some sort of a condensed typeface. But, um, you know, I, I think it's real something that could really work well with authors because authors are automatic experts. And one way to promote their books is to give free information. And one of the ways to do that would be to send out these little newsletter postcards that would give specific uh, timely information Um Obviously, they have to be designed very carefully so that they're legible, that they're attractive. Uh, you have to have relevant information on there, but um, and and they should have some sort of a of a catchy name for the newsletter, so that when people receive this thing, they recognize that it's from you every time. Good and idea. So it's a branding type of thing. You start a branding, branding it. Thing and and uh, a, exactly in a way for for uh, for the authors to be promoting <clears throat> in a more subtle way. They're giving away information. 
They mm-hmm. have. It's excellent. Great. All right. Yeah. So for all our listeners, you can contact Henry at Two Vets, and it's tu-vets dot com. And I'd highly recommend it. He does all our postcards, and I've gotten great ideas from him through the years. So thanks, Henry. Thanks, Judith. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so how's that for an idea, Allison, a postcard newsletter? Uh, I love postcards, love postcards, and artists have been using postcards for years, um, but I think there's been some slacking off lately on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Henry is right. We do get less mail. Yeah. So if you have a well-designed postcard um, that whatever is on it, and in this case, in, the, in his idea of the postcard newsletter, what's going to be on the front is going to be your newsletter that you may carry over into the, the uh, other half of it on the other side. But people will pay attention to that because there is a heck of a lot more mail. I mean, look at the amount of holiday cards. We were wondering, so how many will really come through this year? <laughs> right. Well, I think that, uh, yeah, and I think that you said well-designed, which is very key here. Um, not everyone is up to that task of designing a postcard, um, no matter how good you think you are. <laughs> you might not be, um, but, but well-designed. And, um, and I think that, you know, I, I actually just wrote a, a post about this because I think that, that new that postcards and real mail do something that email will never be able to do, and that's to delight. And, um, and especially if it's something that we want and we value, um, we can use multiple senses with it. Whereas email is just visual. Um, and you talked about <laughs> you talked about stuff coming in the mail. I am. I counted the number of emails that came into my inbox last Friday, of um, that said Black Friday sale in the oh, subject yeah. line. Yep. You know, more than fifty for sure. And then Cyber Monday, same thing happened. And so, you know, we we don't just need to market. We need to market smarter, so that your email doesn't look like every other email that's out there, but like something that we want to open. And same with your mail that goes out to people. But I, I still think mail is just such a great bargain these days, and we've just become too spoiled um, with free stuff. Yep, and I, I totally support that. Well, let, let's jump into... Uh, creating a business isn't a free thing to do. So h- how do you become a business? How does an artist become a business? What, what do we need to do? And, and, and for you, how did you incorporate your book into your business model? Okay, so I'm going to take those one question at a time. So remind me of the second one later. I will. Um, so the, you know, one of the things that I tell my clients, and this is in – um, I think I've written about it before, but I've, I also every live workshop that I do is that it doesn't matter how much talent you have or how much you love doing something because everything changes when you try to turn it into a business. And when you start asking people for money, when you start trying to make money for something, the world changes. Um, some people, and this is what I use as an example, if you'll, um, if you'll give me this for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to cook. I love to entertain. I love to have people over and ooh and ah over my food. 
um, a couple times a year. <laughs> but if I had to do that every day, if I had to make money off of it, it wouldn't be fun anymore. I wouldn't enjoy it. So I think that, that you, you don't just have to have a passion for it. And this is why I don't ever really ask my clients what they're passionate about um, because you have to ask for money for it. You have to be willing to do it, not just when you like to do it, but day in and day out. And you sometimes have to do things you don't love, like the marketing piece, like the bookkeeping, like, you know, tracking your inventory, whatever it is, you have to do some of those things. So if you are an author and you're trying to make money as an author, you have to like do that gut check. Like, is this really what I want to do or do I just want to write? And if you just want to write, maybe you're just going to be in a writing group and, and, and that's okay. That's totally cool. That's, we need those people. We, you, and we need you to feel whole that way. Um, and that's, that's great. But like, you know, know that if you, if you're trying to make a business out of it, that means you're trying to make money. And that means you do what you can to make money. And, um, and you do stuff, um, you think like a business person. You don't just like, you know, hope that people will find your book. Um, but you, you said, Judith, at the outset, you, you were talking about tracking. And I got, I got us off track. <laughs> you brought up tracking. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I encourage my clients to do, and I just did this with a client who sells a lot of money, I mean, a lot of artwork, and I said, you know, tell me how much you're making. And she was horrified to realize how much her expenses were. Ah, and so we're going to come back at the break. And how, so how did you rectify that to get her back on track? This is Judith Riles. Allison Stanfield is my guest, and you're on your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The free terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract. All equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no contract Author You deal. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. 
You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based eBooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author... Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so in our final segment, we're going to cover really fast that that we're going to finish up the appalling expenses. (laughs) That Allison was sharing. We're going to talk about how, becoming that business and how how her her book fit into her business model because she had the business before the book. Um, she didn't create the business around the book, and most authors do go that route. And then, lastly, some of the things that she does to really promote her book. And and Alice, take it from there. So let's get in, finish up on the override of expenses. You know, we realized with that client that she just she wasn't charging enough. She was, like, practically giving away some of her art to her friends because they were her friends. So, and so she couldn't have any inventory to sell at the regular price to other people. So uh, everyone who has an inventory should look out for that. Ah, and my rule about giving things to friends, yeah. which is what she's doing. If, you, if, if I give you this, then you need to buy something to give to somebody else yeah. or for yourself. Um, so if, if, you know, I'm willing to do the two for one, yeah. but <laughs> well, I just think you, you know, you track things. If you're a business, you try to make money at it. So you track not just the income, but you track your website statistics. You track your opening rates on your newsletters and your emails. You track things so that you can get better at them. All right. So that's critical. And so yeah. you use QuickBooks, which I also do. Any yeah. other, any other. Um, software or programs you use to support it? 
um, to support QuickBooks? No, to or, any other to support my business? Person. Oh, yeah. my God. Where do I start? My favorite piece of software is Evernote. By far. Um, that is where I keep all my content ideas. It's where my, my team and I, uh, my team of assistants and I have a shared notebook and we keep our operating procedures there. Um, I just, I'm a huge Evernote fanatic. Love okay. it. Um, and then for my business right now, I'm switching my um, contact um, to, with contact management relationship, man, CRM, what does it stand mm-hmm. for, right. um, to Infusionsoft, which is going to be amazing. So, Well, I, I hope it uh, you can get through some of the hiccups. I just had a conversation with another client who's walking away from it. Oh, yeah. No, I've got over. a whole team of people working on it. I'm so excited. It's, okay. it's, um, it's just amazing, but it is super powerful, which means it's, it's a big learning curve. I've been on the same other systems for eight and a half years. So this is a big step for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also important. I mean, uh, Infusion, for our listeners, is a, is a very powerful software system. And if you're a mom and pop, if you're going to be a really small mom, you, yeah. you see yourself a small pop, you, you may be taking on way too much. You don't and need there, it. There are some, right. You don't need it. You know, it's you for it. it. It, yeah, it's when I mean, you're really moving things. Okay. It's when you're moving things when you have multiple, like, I have multiple products, lots of different products, so it, it will be helpful for me there. Okay, and how, so let's jump into a product, which a book is one of your products. Yeah. How did that, that fit into your model? Oh, gosh. Um, I think of my book, as I said, the business was built first, and I always thought of the book as um, credibility. And, um, and it is, it has, it really has become that for me. It's a huge, um, it's a huge part of why I'm invited to speak and, and am hired and so forth. Um, so for me, the book is a leader into my other higher end programs. Okay. So, so um, um, my and my book is there really isn't anything out there like it for artists or other business books. Lots of business books for artists, but there's not like a all-in-one self-promotion book like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, so that's how I think of it. It leads to other opportunities for me. Okay, so so it really is a key player. And and how do you get? Um, to people, so do you include when they do one of your workshops? Is the book included with the price, or have they bought it before? Or now, what I do with my workshops is I usually offer it at a discount to members before. I always with my workshops I ask for uh, email addresses for workshop participants before I go because um, I'm not always the person that is running the workshop. So I ask for email addresses and I offer for a discount so that I, I do that so that I know how many to ship in advance. And, um, and so it's, it's always, my workshops are pretty inexpensive. So, um, they, they, they don't usually include that. Um, I'm inexpensive per person, not ex- inexpensive for my fees necessarily. Um, so, so I offer it for a discount and, um, yeah, and, then, and so does and, and what's the percentage that buy it when you send them an email that they go ahead and buy it ahead of time? 
it really it varies so much. Um, sometimes it's um, because my book's been out there a while. A lot of people who come to my workshops already have it, so I, I'll say that. And people come to my workshops because they have the book. So I would say anywhere from twenty to thirty. 35% mm-hmm. buy it in advance. And then I'll sell more. I usually don't ever come home with books. I'll, I'll take a few more depending on the size of the crowd. And we're usually talking like 30 or 40 people max at mm-hmm. one of my events, my, one of my workshops. All right. So, and, and that's, so it becomes part of it. It's part of the workbook for the workshop and some of the things you're talking about anyway. They should have it. They should have it. My book is kind of a reference book, and it's really valuable to have to refer to. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always been a believer as a as someone who you know has gone in as an expert in certain areas that if you if you've taken the time to pay for this event or you've come with the you know however you got here, you know it's it, it's it's absurd to me that they wouldn't want to take the core tools right. home with them. I'm right. I'm always amazed when they don't, but. Right, and you really have to, as an author, learn how to sell from the front of the room. I mean, it's it's not, you don't just put up your books and people are going to buy them. You have to learn those tricks for doing that. There are tricks, but you don't have to be, there also, you don't have to be blatant. No, um, no, not at all. In fact, that doesn't work usually. Yeah, it's the subtleties yeah. that you said to it. All right, so what other ways do you promote your book? We have got a couple of minutes here. Okay, so um, so I will say that I'm really I, I I have to admit that it's not since it's not my um, biggest money maker in my business that it's not like always on the forefront. But I'm always mentioning it in my blog. You know, for this. You know, go to this chapter in my book. I'll mention that, and I'll get sales from that. Um, I promote. I encourage people to buy my book directly from me by one offering them a free one month membership into my membership program when they buy my book, and then I also give away the ebook version of my book to anyone who buys it from me. They're not going to get that on Amazon or any bookstore. So, in in a signed copy. Every book that goes out of my house has a, is, has my signature in it. Ah, so that I, I like the idea of offering the free ebook if they yeah. buy the book directly from you. Because they can also buy the Kindle version for five dollars from me if when they buy the book. And how do you set that up to do the Kindle version for five dollars, or is it just what? It, what do you normally sell the Kindle version for? Twenty four. Twenty four, and mm-hmm. so. And so do you do you load it from your side or do they get it from the Amazon side? They get it from my side. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. They get a Mobi file from my site. Yeah. A, a Mobi file. All right. That'll do it. Okay. Well, those are all good ways to do it. I like the ways the ways to get the book to buy them because authors do want to have um the public go to their site and they're always trying to figure out how to bypass it uh, by doing it. So the thing is they've got to get a bonus from you, basically. I, I, there needs to be a reason because Amazon, as you know, will discount your book and undercut you, although they don't really do that with my book lately, but they'll undercut you, so there has to be a reason for people to pay a little bit more to get it from you. 
Yeah, well, that, that is – and Amazon – you can't control Amazon. I've told no. authors, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Oh, yeah. They're going to do it. They've already agreed to pay you X amount of dollars. Yeah. It's the same thing as a bookstore. Let it go. Right. I have. I love Amazon selling my book. I love to send them boxes of books. I have yes. no problem with that whatsoever. Exactly. But I well, do want to reward people that buy it from me and pay – you know, and give me more of the take. All right, and then we're going to end on that. Thank you, Allison, for being with us today. Great advice and tips. This is Judith Riles, Allison Stanfield. I'd rather be in the studio has been my guest. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.